Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2904. All right, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series has released its penultimate episode, and this is going to be our seven-point breakdown, which, since, of course, they don't have title names for the episode, we're going to call this one Frame Within a Frame. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. Before we jump in, I do want to say thank you to Ninja360792. Yeah, I went looking for the numbers to see if there was a Star Wars reference and I can't necessarily find anything, but that's okay. There's a little headline on this review on Apple Podcasts that says, ooh boy, and the review that goes with it says, this pod made my day and I am so grateful to get feedback like that. It's always awesome. So thank you so much, Ninja. I really appreciate it. And if you have not yet left a review on Apple Podcasts, you don't necessarily even have to be regularly listening on Apple Podcasts to the show, but that is where the bulk of people seem to pick up Star Wars 7x7. So if you haven't left a review there yet and you would kindly consider doing so, that would be really spectacular as we continue our run toward the eighth anniversary of the podcast and 3,000 episodes. It would be super fantastic. And as we get closer to that 3,000, we're going to be starting something that will be triggered by Amazon or Amazon, listen to me, Apple podcast reviews in a large part. So get your reviews in now because it's going to be worth your while. All right, so let's talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi episode part five that came out yesterday. This is a full spoiler review, and we're talking about seven highlights that are worth flagging for your attention. There's probably more than seven, of course, because this one was actually kind of densely packed with information. So yeah, we'll talk about a top seven, and I'm sure we'll explore a little bit more in the coming days, and one particular topic, especially tomorrow. First off, we'll flag the fact that this episode uses a very familiar trope, a framing device, which is, according to <laughs> tvtropes.com or .net or whatever it is, uh, older than dirt. <laughs> as the expression goes. So using a story within a story to kind of illustrate things that are going to happen within the main story, that is something they use here. And I swear I feel like this has happened in other Star Wars storytelling in the recent past, and I just cannot pick up an instance of it for the life of me. But maybe it's just something else that I watched recently, some other show or something like that, where they did it. But yeah, the framing device showing the flashback situation and how it relates to the story being told in the current time space, yeah, that was kind of a surprise to see them do that. And it ties into the second thing that I wanted to highlight, which is something that has been apparently rumored about for a while and hasn't happened in previous episodes, but 
they kept talking about the possibility of a flashback with Obi-Wan and Anakin happening. Obviously, we had flashback stuff previously, but not of Obi-Wan and Anakin back in their Clone Wars days. And I think this one even predates the Clone Wars, quite honestly. But yes, that flashback scene with them fighting, having a lightsaber duel on Coruscant. And uh, yeah, it looks like they are bound and determined Lucasfilm is to work with this whole you know digital de-aging business because we get a digitally de-aged Hayden Christensen and a digitally de-aged Ewan McGregor along with that fabulous mullet which is not in full bloom as we see it in Attack of the Clones so yeah it's on its way there but it's not quite there yet and what's kind of surprising about it is that Obi-Wan recalls this fight or at least that's kind of how it's pitched in certain parts of the episode. And it informs the actions that he takes in this current episode, Time Space, right? But it does look like Anakin slash Darth Vader is also thinking about that, and he's not making different decisions under the circumstances. I mean, the whole thing had to do with how Anakin's desire for proving himself was going to be his undoing, and, you know, couple that with his just blind hatred of Obi-Wan Kenobi and I guess he's just you know not very well set up for success in his situations with Obi-Wan apparently Obi-Wan got lucky the first time this time it was a little bit more of a wiser Obi-Wan Kenobi that won out in the situation along with a little bit of luck as well but there may yet be another showdown in the offing between Obi-Wan and Vader in the final episode. It's hard to say. I mean, there have been rumors kicking around that they would encounter each other more than once, and they certainly didn't quite encounter each other in this episode. But that's one of those things we're gonna have to wait and see. For a third thing, we'll talk about this whole Grand Inquisitor business where Vader grants Reva the title of Grand Inquisitor. So that does kind of verify something that we've talked about in the past, that the title of Grand Inquisitor is something that can be passed on from person to person. So it isn't just that the Powan Grand Inquisitor is the only Grand Inquisitor. However, also <laughs> like we talked about getting stabbed in the gut isn't necessarily the be-all end-all when it comes to Star Wars because people have survived much worse and here we see the Grand Inquisitor making a grand and glorious return fully healed apparently from the injuries that Reva dealt him in episode two. And by the way, according to the end credits, the ship that Vader is on, the Star Destroyer that he's on, where Reva gets her promotion, that is in fact the Devastator. That is the Star Destroyer that we see at the very beginning of A New Hope. And speaking of fun facts like that, let's move to a fourth thing, which has to do with Pablo Hidalgo, who is in the credits throughout this as the quote-unquote lore advisor for the show. And we talked a little bit, you know, tangentially about what I'm talking about here in last week's deep dive, where we're almost basically creating a new canon hierarchy with the sort of inverted pyramid format of people who are comparatively casual fans who are enjoying the series versus, you know, people digging in deeper and deeper and deeper into the lore and the Easter eggs and all that stuff. And the Easter eggs are here aplenty in this episode as well. And it is certainly <laughs> something to do with Pablo Hidalgo and his involvement, one would imagine, because there was 
Okay, so we get another wall with a whole bunch of Arabesh graffiti on it, and at least one Jedi from Legends has been brought into the canon. There was a whole thing about it on Twitter where, you know, Pablo and somebody from West End Games were looking at this stuff. West End Games being, you know, the role-playing publisher from back in the 90s, right? So, yeah, this stuff is going deep, and Pablo Hidalgo has definitely been having his influence felt on these little Easter eggs and other details happening in the series. All right, for a fifth thing, we'll talk about the other frame that happens. It turns out that the Order 66 events are a bit of a framing story as well because Reva is a survivor of Order 66. She was a youngling at the temple when everything went down. And so that story we initially saw in the very beginning of the series where you know that was sort of a setup for that one Jedi that they discovered on Tatooine who then ran into Obi-Wan Kenobi, like we get a repeat of that situation and we get Reva saying basically the same thing to Obi-Wan, but in a different way, like, you know, why didn't you help us? Which is, you know, kind of what the guy in episode one was saying, like, what happened to you? Like, why aren't you helping? Why aren't you doing anything now? So Obi-Wan is getting the same kind of condemnation condemnation from Reva instead this time around. And holy cow, the realization that Reva is actually not just a you know, bad dark side user, but she's actually hunting Darth Vader. How shocking is that turn of events? But for someone who's been hunting Vader, as it were, for so long, I think Obi-Wan kind of goaded her into making a very big mistake, and that's where we get into our sixth thing, which is the fight between Vader and Reva. How Reva decides at that moment to go after Darth Vader, it seems like a very ill-advised choice. Like, he does not have other distractions. Yes, certainly he should be very mad and embroiled in his emotions that Obi-Wan and company got to escape in that particular moment, but yeah, there's not a lot else going on inside that hangar bay, so there's not much else to distract him. And as uh, scorekeeper Declan put it when I was watching the episode with him, the disrespect that Vader shows to Reva in this fight is just off the charts. And what what scorekeeper Declan meant by that is that for so much of that fight, Vader didn't even bother with a lightsaber that he just, you know, kept using the force to block her, you know, her blows and push her back around. Like, just the fact that he didn't even bother with a lightsaber to do it was a display of incredible power comparatively. Like, I don't even need a lightsaber to duel you to defeat you. I can just do it with my own bare hands in the force. Now, she, of course, ends up with a lightsaber through the gut, similar to what happened with the Powan Grand Inquisitor, but apparently Powan Grand Inquisitors, well, just Powans, I guess, they have two stomachs, <laughs> as it turns out. So, yeah, uh, Reva does not have two stomachs for sure. I mean, I believe she's human. I don't think she's another species, <laughs> as far as we know. But, yeah, she's been stabbed in the gut, obviously, and yet, and yet she may well survive this after all because, of course, we've seen people survive worse. But our seventh thing has to do with the cliffhanger conclusion about how the communicator was dropped and Bale's message mentioning children and Tatooine and Owen comes up and it's in Reva's hands and what do you know, Reva's already talked to some guy named Owen and so it turns out there is a setup 
for that one earlier in the episode when Reva actually faces down Owen and threatens to murder his family. Well, I have a feeling she's going to remember that Owen on Tatooine, don't you? So that likely means that Obi-Wan and Reva have another date with destiny. They're going to be dueling again at some point, but I think we're going to have to deal with Darth Vader too because as Roken notes at the end of the episode, they don't have an operational hyperdrive and the Star Destroyer is right behind them. So not only do they have to figure out how to escape that Star Destroyer, but they have to get Obi-Wan back to Tatooine and prevent Reva from doing anything about Luke Skywalker and prevent Darth Vader from even knowing that Luke Skywalker is on Tatooine in the first place and potentially having Vader and Obi-Wan face each other again, maybe? It feels like we kind of have to do that. I don't know. We'll see. But those are the big highlights from the fifth episode of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which we're calling Frame Within a Frame. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And I will just add one last thing, which is if you have gotten some joy out of this podcast, whether it's today or any day in the eight years that I've been doing it, and you are not yet a patron of the podcast, I hope you will consider supporting me and the show at patreon.com slash SW7X7. I am a one-man band on this thing, and any little bit helps to keep all the lights on and keep the uploads happening and the show rolling as we approach our 8th anniversary and 3,000 episodes of the podcast. So thank you very much in advance. I do hope you will join me in support the show at patreon.com slash SW7X7. And that right there is going to do it for the podcast today. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. By seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.